Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Woo. That's right. Got the intro in. We are here back again, my boy. That's right. My brother from another mother, Alan De La B. That's right. Bye-bye. Actor, martial artist, <laughs> filmmaker is back on the channel. Welcome back, my friend. Good Thank to you have so you much. Yeah, yeah. And today is a huge one uh, for the channel here because we have the legend himself, David Worth. That's right. Director, filmmaker, cinematographer. Uh, just it is, a, it is an honor, a pleasure to have you here, my friend. Welcome. Thank you. You're very kind. Yes, yes. And uh, we're going to have some fun today. I mean, not only are we going to talk about uh, your most recent project, Collaboration with Alan, Borrowed Time 3. That's right. Vigilante yes. action. Yes. All this good stuff. Patrick Kilpatrick. What? Matthias Hughes, Costas Mandalore, Louis Mandalore, all these badasses showing up in the film. I can't wait to watch that when that comes and out. And Eric gonna... Roberts also. That, that's right. Mr. Eric Roberts. That's right. Yes. The legend himself. Best of the best. One and two. Oh, yeah. Uh, but before we get into that, I would like to lead up here and uh, talk to David here. Uh, hold on a second. We got some people in chat right now. Uh, we have Slayer Review saying, hey, legends. That's right. He's saying hello to Mr. David Worth and Alan De La B there. That's Thank right. you. Saying hello. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, we gotta, I gotta talk about, I got a fanboy on some stuff, David, before we get to Borrowed Time 3. No problem. But, be- but before we do that, uh, what got you, what, what, what motivated you to get into the, the film industry? Did you, did you, was that a goal of yours to become a, a very talented director of photography, cinematographer first, and then go into directing? Like what led you to the film industry? What motivated you to get, get there? I was in high school. I was maybe a sophomore in high school back in 1956. I was home alone. I turned on TV and started clicking around, and I happened to come across Citizen Kane. Oh, wow. And I saw it right from the very beginning. I just looked into it, and I didn't turn away, and I followed it despite all the commercials, and I got it, and that's what started my evolution as a filmmaker. Wow, that was it. You were hooked. I was it. I was hooked, and I I started uh, uh, following up on on that being on that desire, and it led me into acting in theater and in the radio, and then it led me into taking film courses at uh, UCLA, and eventually just getting in the streets and making movies. Oh, nice, awesome. That is awesome. You know, it, it's 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 cool. You pick Citizen Kane. There's, uh, you know, you got directors, other directors like Peter Jackson. For him, it was like King Kong. Everybody has that, the original King Kong. That's Everybody right. has that first movie. And what's funny is what kind of grew my love for film and made me understand it more is one of the movies that you were involved in, which I'll get into a little bit, a little bit later. And I became like, the term movie magic is not just a term. It exists. Yes, you know, and uh, I'll well, I'll talk about my movie magic moment <laughs> with one of your films when we get there, okay. uh, for sure. But uh, yeah, it, that that is awesome. That is awesome. But yeah, let's talk about some of your projects here. And you were the director of photography on uh, Oh Clint Eastwood here. That's right, Bronco yeah. Billy. Yep, that was uh, that was uh, my first union, first major star, first major studio movie. And it was a huge break for me, believe me. It all came about because of uh, the the kindness and understanding of someone named Sandra Locke, the late oh, Sandra wow. Locke, a great actress nominated for an Academy Award on her first feature film, Heart is a Lonely Hunter. And uh, I met her when I did a film called Death Game. And Death Game, we just had a screening of it in its completed form. It's been in the works trying to be completed for almost 50 years. It's the first, oh, nice. time, I've ever, first time I've ever <laughs> seen it on the big screen oh, in anamorphic wow. Panavision as it was shot, all colored and beautiful. And uh, that was just uh, last Friday we had that screening. And it's, it's a long, it took a long time, but it was well worth it. And that film was the pivotal film in my career because of meeting Sandra and then I also became the editor. I was a cinematographer and became the editor on that show. And that led me to discover the work of Stanley Kubrick, Clockwork Orange, which gave me my uh, 
my insights into practical and available light. So that's what led me. That's that's the the homework I did in order to get to Bronco Billy, and oh, then wow. I, I, I utilized what I learned from Mr. Kubrick and in in, in the cinematography of Death Game to uh, nice to, to help Mr. Eastwood, and he was kind enough to let me do another film with him called Any Which Way But Loose. Any which yes, way yes, right? yes. Uh, but uh, any fun stories uh, uh, on the on the set of Bronco Billy? Well, uh, it was an amazing time because uh, Clint and Sandra were very much in love, and I used to see them walking arm in arm down by the river. That, of course, changed with time. They ended up suing each other in court, but uh, that's Hollywood. But they had yep. they had ten or fifteen years where it was very wonderful arrangement. Yeah, and uh, I was just eternally grateful. Clint saw three films of mine, three small films, three films. The total budget of all three put together wouldn't have come to one hundred fifty. Wouldn't have come to half a million dollars. Three hundred and fifty thousand dollar films. Death Game, a reel of action and uh, lantern light and and firelight from a great ride, and uh, then the the feature that I shot on sixteen and blew up to thirty five called. Uh, uh, called um, Hollywood Night, eventually called uh, Hard Knocks. Those three films convinced Clint to shake my hand and said, okay, you're my DP. Nice. Amazing. Oh, wow. That's that's awesome. Uh, Speaking of Death Game, uh, are you you aware of Eli Roth's Knock Knock movie? Oh, yes, of course. What what did you think of that, his take on it? I thought it was a nice ripoff of Death Game. (laughs) <laughs> I like that. I like that very well. I said. love Eli. Eli came to the screening the other day. He he's the guy. He's the, he's the gentleman who interviewed Peter Trainer, the director who's passed away, uh, for the for the DVD. So I'm I'm very grateful to Eli. He's he's a champion of yeah. this film, and I'm very grateful to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought I I like I like Knock Knock. I thought it was fun, but. Uh, so many comments I read and reviews I read of Knock Knock, and people keep saying that it's just it doesn't even compare to Death Game. So there you go. Props to yeah. you, sir. The original. That's right. That's right. Thank you, sir. Uh, we have uh, Brandon here saying he's a huge fan. David, he's saying big fan in chat over here. That's right. Uh, we have Kevin Hi, here. Hi, Kevin. Kevin saying uh, hello to the amazing guests. That's right. Both. <clears throat> hello. There you go. Uh, well, that is awesome. I mean, how awesome it was to to work with Clint Eastwood, the legend. That's right. It's never any on which my radar. You, yeah, it's any never which way you can. Radar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, and uh, any fun uh, moments filming any which way you can. Oh, of course, story. we had we had Clyde the orangutan, <laughs> and Clyde was a joy to work with. He'd always come on set and grab the first beer he could get his hands on. And no. Down. <laughs> kiss Clint, kiss Sandra. He was just a joy to work with. Oh, well, he's the coolest orangutan ever now. He just come, coming in grabbing beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's great. That's great. But yeah, this was another fun one for, for sure, especially the fight at the end. Was it, yes. was it difficult to film that fight? It wasn't difficult because, you know, those were movies done by Warner Brothers and the Balpaso team that Clint had put together. And that was the super most super professional team I'd ever worked with uh, in, in, in film. They were absolutely stunning. Uh, one small example, we were shooting a scene where Clint and Sandra were walking, were exiting the San Asylum in Bronco Billy. And we they had uh, they had some dolly track uh, laid down, and we did a rehearsal. And we got to the end of the dolly track, and Clint was still <clears> speaking, <throat> and he said, "We need another section of dolly track of just about in that tone of voice." And he turned around and walked back to one at the top of the stairs. I followed him. By the time we got back up the stairs and turned around, the track was laid, leveled, and ready to go. I had never seen a crew so attentive. All the actors in the crew are just like this, right on their toes, ready, because they want to please Clint. They want to please the big guy, and they know he likes to work fast, and that he likes to 75% of the time he either printed the rehearsal or the first take. So everybody realized we got to be on our toes. Gotcha, gotcha. 
copy that. Well, you know, you don't want you don't want to piss off this guy. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, wow, awesome. And and man, here's another huge one, a huge fan favorite that you were you were involved in and uh, Bloodsport, man. That is huge. How were you? Uh, how was it working with Van Damme? That was wonderful. That was his first film. So that was a that was a that was a great privilege. I thought thought that he was very talented. He had the look. He had that. He had all the talent in the world, and uh, we we showed him off as best we could. And he went on to have a, a huge career. He's still having it. Alan, uh, the first yeah. time you saw the first time you saw Bloodsport, what did you think of it? Oh, first time I saw it, I said I have to train more. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, that's what that's what I I I, I thought. And um, so I was impressed by the, the flexibility and the, the strong charisma of Jean-Claude uh, was. Because um, after Bruce Lee, you know, and, and, and uh, you know, uh, Jean-Claude, uh, um, I mean, um, made something different, like new, you know. On right, movies. right, right. He brought his own brand of Yeah, exactly. Uh, but... Was uh, was there any difficult shots or takes, David, for Bloodsport? Uh, well, it was it wasn't it wasn't an easy shoot. We shot over two hundred and fifty thousand feet of film, wow. uh, using three camera coverage on all the fights. Uh, but the most amazing thing was that uh, Mr. Van Dam, uh, you know, showed his ass for one second. Very smart. <laughs> Because I, when he did that, I was filming it. I said, that's going to sell a lot of cassettes to the women. And was I ever right? See, JCVD was able to do something in martial arts that nobody had done before. Right, right, right. He yeah. brought the female. He brought the females. He brought the females to the audience. Ah. They, had, they, they weren't interested in martial arts, but they were interested in this young man, handsome right. with a French accent yeah. and a cute butt. So that worked. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> copy that. Hey, whatever sells, whatever gets them in butts in the seats, right? Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, there's some so many iconic uh, shots. Yeah. Uh, that uh, you were a part of with this movie. Yeah, this just... one is very good. I, I love it. Well, it's like a music video. Uh, uh, this part of Bloodspot, like the yes. montage, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But just so many iconic and memorable moments uh, throughout the film, and especially shots like like shots like this. David was a very difficult to get shots like this. I mean, look at that. No, I that mean, was amazing. We had we had three cameras on it. We had we we, we put the three cameras there and let John Claude do his thing. And John Claude was ready to work. And he nice. he had practiced. He had rehearsed. He was he had worked out. He had dieted. He had trained. And he was ready to rumble. So I was very happy to be part of being able to show him off to the worldwide audience. And then the rest is history, man. Yeah. And Talk. just iconic characters. You have Bolo Young's Chong Young, Lee. Yes. And uh, what a great fight. And I, I love the whole the whole set for the for the tournament was just phenomenal. Just phenomenal stuff for yes, sure. Yes, that was a four-walled floor and ceiling enclosed set and we built all the lighting into that set so we wouldn't have to move any lights and we could just keep shooting and keep shooting and keep shooting. We averaged uh, 75 setups a day when we were shooting the Kumite and I had a high of 93 one day which I thought I'd never break. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. But yeah, it's it's phenomenal. You know, it's it's just, it's it's five stars. <laughs> it's, it's a I, I watched it a billion times growing up and i even got i got it on blu-ray yeah. today and when you, you know? see that this film uh the the look is still uh you know very still it's not old you know it's, yeah. it doesn't look old you know um certain movie uh, look old but okay I don't know, for some reason uh blood sport um it doesn't look dated the time you know yeah yeah yeah. Again, because I was using my technique learned from studying Stanley Kubrick films of building all the lighting into the sets. Yeah. Because wow. that that's all you can do for martial arts. You're going to still be there trying to do a setup because you can't take you two hours to relight it. Yeah. Building the lights into the sets and having three cameras to do all the coverage enabled us to shoot 
that the hell out of those scenes and get them done on time and on budget. Copy that. Copy that. Phenomenal stuff. You got another fan here. You got Ty Lord saying he loves David's movies. There you go. <laughs> Thank you, young man. Thank you okay. for for uh, reminding people. I think I have a feeling that somehow we get we get shoved into the onto the back burner often. But uh, you know, nobody's getting any younger, and it's nice that uh, that they uh, that they have uh, found a few of those films. That's yeah. Wonderful. Well, the the real fans know what's up. You know, we That's we true. know fun, entertaining popcorn. You know, movies, just and iconic films, you know. Yes. And we're going to get to one big, huge one in a second. But Samurai Guy's a, a fan of horror movies, too, and, and, and cult films as well. So I got to ask really quickly, with these two movies, how was it working with Bruce Campbell? Uh, Bruce Campbell is a <laughs> genius. I just love Bruce. Yes. Bruce. Bruce is as funny as he is adroit. He is just a wonderful guy to work with. Uh, uh, we we met and worked together in Bulgaria on those two films, and so it wasn't the easiest time. Uh, right. Bulgaria isn't wasn't known uh, as a great supporter uh, of film back in the day, but Bruce made it all work. Bruce was a super professional. I uh, met him on Alien Apocalypse, and he'd show up every day with all of his five pages of dialogue memorized perfectly, and he'd always be absolutely perfect. Uh-oh, we got the blues. Playing. Oh, shit. I, it off. I was getting ready to get down. I was getting ready to feel uh, it. Um, <laughs> and he was he was just an amazing professional to work with. And and when he directed, starred and directed in A Man with a Screaming Brain, I really respected him because I worked with some top directors he and the assistant director went through every scene in that film and figured out how long each scene uh, each scene would take to shoot so that they wouldn't go over they were just it was just brilliantly executed really really top professional guy awesome awesome yeah you got you got to love bruce you got to love bruce that's gotta cool that you had a good time working with him for sure now here's the big one for the samurai guy and of course the movie dojo army that's watching right now this is a huge one here boom Kickboxer, baby, man. So, so how did you get involved with this project, David? Well, I uh, I was the cinematographer on Bloodsport, and uh, I st- I kept pushing the producer, uh, saying, "Hey, look, I've worked with Clint Eastwood, I've worked with Van Damme, I, I know what I'm doing. You saw how I've worked with the crew here in Hong Kong. Let me direct the next one." I kept hawking him about it, and eventually he called me and said. Okay, come into the office. I'm going to start preparing the film. You need you're going to. I'm not going to give you any money, but you can show me how enthusiastic you are about wanting to direct this film. So I did storyboards, I did script polishing, I did casting, and eventually we got the money and went and did the film. Nice, nice. You got Champ here saying, "Classic, it's a classic." Sometimes yeah. you just got to bite the bullet and do what you need to do in order to make that step in your career. That's right. That's right. And another another five star movie. And it just, uh, and, I mean, you have the cinematographer, ch- the chops. I mean, you're like such a professional. The movie looks again like Alan was saying. This movie doesn't look dated at all uh, yeah. with with this film as well. But there's just such so many again iconic and just beautiful moments yeah. and imagery I in this I film uh, to to see it uh, at the theater, big screen. And I was impressed uh, about the style. And, and again, those movies are iconic. And um, so that's why that's make me more. Of, of course, before Van Damme, uh, Bruce Lee and, and Chuck Norris more, right. uh, what make me dream about to be an actor. But Van Damme completes everything. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And there's just so many memorable moments. People keep talking about kicking the tree scene. My favorite. <laughs> That's my favorite too. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so so um, just so memorable and iconic. Yeah. But you know, you know, David, a lot of the uh, when I talk to a lot of fans about the film, the, some of their favorite things about it is the training sequences. Yes. So was it your idea to have uh, a lot of training sequences featured or was this kind of like uh, collaboration I, like Van Damme wanted to do it as well. No, it was in the script. 
Oh, all right. It was in the script. And, you know, of course, we embellished it when we got to the location. And Van Damme was always, always prepared and uh, training and, and dieted and cut. And he wanted to show off his body. So he'd go the extra mile and make it look great. Yeah, but that's just and it worked but yeah it's just one of the highlights that uh, people fans of the movie always bring up is the training sequences are amazing like they love the training yeah. sequences the music too because <clears throat> oh yeah. absolutely from paul yeah, yeah. Paul Elzog, yeah. yes paul yeah. Elzog, yes very yeah, good. paul's very talented very talented and uh alan knows all about doing the splits oh right yeah. Alan? <laughs> yeah Oh yeah, I've seen That's Alan true. do splits with the nunchucks. I mean, it's amazing stuff. You know, Alan's yeah. very talented himself. Thank uh, you, absolutely. But I have to ask, since since the legend is here, the iconic, hilarious, will never get old. It's still popular even today. The iconic Van Damme dance <laughs> sequence. <laughs> I mean, look now, now again. I'm sure this was in the script. Now, how much of this was Van Damme? drunk character or just van damme really showing that he can dance what, what, i'm what, not even sure that that was in the script i know the scene oh, was in the script for us to okay. go there and him get drunk and punch everybody out that was in the script i think john claude just wanted to, to do the dance so yes okay yeah. give him let him do the dance we'll cover yeah. it i've and seen course, van damme dance in other movies and i'm yeah. like this is this is van damme really showing like yeah. this is really him dancing <laughs> not so much the character that's van damme he has to have something for the female audience yeah. that's yeah, that's yeah. it that's and it. it's 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 never gets old it's, no it's my one of my favorite dance <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> hanging out with david Ware and alan de la b <laughs> that ain't me. <laughs> Whose phone is that? Is David's phone. <laughs> this is our pleasure, believe me. David, is that your phone ringing? Yeah. Is it? Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. I was, I was going to do a whole, whole verse. I was going to do a whole gonna, verse. Uh, I'm going to turn it off. Okay, maybe put on There's vibrate. nothing to stop here. Check if the device is on your home Wi-Fi network. It's all good. We're having fun. We're having turned it off five minutes ago. Oh, it's all good. We're having a good time. <laughs> Alan, Alan was going to join in. He was going to start singing too. We were about to do a duet. Uh, but yeah, back to back to kickboxer. Uh, and Alan knows this guy. Yeah. Yeah, Michael Cassie yes. and Tong Po, man. One of the greatest martial art movie villains. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Ever. Ever. It's just, it's hard to beat this guy, you know. And this and, was uh, a very difficult role to cast. Mm, we tried yeah. to cast it in Hollywood. We tried to cast it in Hong Kong. And he uh, always wanted the part, but we never saw him in it because he was a sweet man. He was a very gentle guy. One day he shows up on location in Hong Kong with a skull cap. And the look. And that was said, it. There he is. Yeah. Then he, then he shaved oh. his head and, and seriously studied the Muay Thai and all that. He did a brilliant job. He was an evil fucker in that film. Oh, man. One of the greatest martial arts villains ever. Yes. Ever. Yes, you know, period. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, Alan, Alan knows about a little bit. That, you know about kickboxing and Muay Thai, too. You've trained as well. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's tough. It's very tough. Yeah. And uh, when, when I see Bloodspawn Kickboxer, uh, so um, you can tell it's uh, it's real. Um, Jean, Jean Claude is a real martial artist, so definitely he can he can you know even even uh, after uh, Bloodspawn Kickboxer, he show um, uh, always his his skills. So uh, that's make yeah. uh, us more uh, impressed, you know. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Uh, but but you're directing David and the cinematography. There's so many beautiful shots in this movie, man. Thank you. I yeah, mean, we, look at this. Uh, we got up very four in the morning to get that shot. Oh, it's just it's 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 glorious, especially the the the, the shots at night like this. It's, it's almost it's mystical, you know. Yeah. It's it's, it's just so well. We beautiful. were at we were at ruins of Buddhist temples, and we needed to get that element of mysticism in it, and it was there to be captured. We just got up early and stayed late and captured it. Yes, yes, and uh, again, like I was saying earlier with Bloodsport, uh, how I love the 
the, the set for the tournament. Uh, I also love the end finale fight uh, set yes. here. This is phenomenal with the flames and the fire and yes. everything. Like this, we're not messing around here, you know. No glass, yeah. blood. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that was a brutal fight. Oh yeah, you felt it. You felt the hits. Uh, was this a difficult uh, set and location to light for lighting? Uh, not really. Uh, it, it, uh, I followed the same principle as I had in Bloodsport. I I went in and uh, made sure the lighting was all built into the set and that it was coming from the top to show off the, the cut of the actors. Yeah. And uh, we got in there and kicked ass. It took names. That's right. That's right. That's right. But yeah, love the fight. Brutal. Uh, how long did it take to uh, do the choreography for the end fight? I'm trying to recall. Uh, John Claude had a way that he wanted to work, and we put three cameras up and let he and uh, and Michael get in there and do it. Yeah, yeah. They just did it step by step, uh, uh, scene by scene, round by round, and we'd work it out and cover it with three cameras and go. Yeah, I mean they they. They grew up together, so they know each other too. Yes, so that probably didn't take as long to put the fights together. But now we can now we can go back to Samurai Guy's little movie magic story. So, and I it's funny because I was just invited on the the Metal Taverns podcast uh, a week ago, and they asked me what helped shape you into becoming a movie lover or appreciating film. And my parents and I always tell the story. There's all kinds of different movies, but I always talk about this one because it's fun and. My parents were out of town, so my older sister came to babysit me, and I was a, I was a little I was a youngling, and she took me to go see Kickboxer in the theater. Wow! And I sat there, and I was on the edge of my seat, and there was a packed house. The theater was packed, and we're watching it, and we're enjoying the movie. Like the whole audience is enjoying the movie. We're having a blast. We're laughing. We're cheering and all that. And then when it got to the finale, and it finally. There was nothing holding the character back in the movie. And he can finally cut loose and right. destroy his opponent and avenge uh, his brother. And soon as that started happening, the whole entire audience jumped up, cheered. And I'm sitting here watching <laughs> all of these adults uh, like going crazy. And then wow. I went crazy and I'm jumping up like, get on beat. Like everyone's clapping, cheering. Wow. And I, I felt that that powerful emotion, and and, and that's something that I re- recognize young, and I realize that movies can bring you that movie magic can bring an emotion out of people. Absolutely. Yeah. And I started Absolutely. to understand that and appreciate film more and more as the older as I yeah. as I got and I grew up. And look at me now, I have a movie based YouTube channel where we talk about film, and and I always go back to Kickboxer, man. So David, thank you. Thank you for bringing us uh, this gem, yeah, my friend. Truly, yeah. yeah. Thank you exactly. for the story, and thank you for remembering. Yeah, exactly. I always tell it. Always tell it. You know, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, uh, gotta, gotta show respect. Uh, but yeah, let's let's keep it rocking and rolling here. So, you know, you you help bring Van Dam to the world, and now to the American audience, you help bring. Cynthia Rothrock to us, man. How was it working with Cynthia Rothrock, Lady Dragon? I, I love Cynthia so much. She is a joy to work with. I always say, you know, all of the pampered and uh, uh, and uh, in their trailer with their lattes performers in Hollywood need to take a couple of lessons from Miss Rothrock. She was out in Jakarta, Indonesia, in the dirt and the and the and the rain and the heat of the jungle, doing falling down, rolling in the dirt all day every day. No craft service, no place to go to the bathroom. A true professional, and oh, yeah. not one word of complaint did I ever hear from her. She loves the work. Doesn't matter where it is on the planet, she'll show up and do it. And Richard Norton was exactly the same way. I just love working with those two. I always refer to Richard Norton as the Clint Eastwood of martial arts films. Oh, I like that. I like that. I like that. I've actually had Richard Norton here on the channel twice, uh, a couple of times, and we had fun talking about his movies. And great, great, wonderful guy. 
great guy. guy. Yeah. Who's doing great in, in Hollywood. Yes. Now. You know, yes. he's doing fantastic as stunt coordinator and all that. And Cynthia Rothrock is even, she's more, she's even more popular now than ever. <laughs> you know, got the show Cobra Kai giving her a shout out. You know, fantastic. And, she's, she's the best. I would love to do another movie with her anytime. Oh, yes. There you go, guys. Everybody watching and listening right now. Spread the word. <laughs> Lady Dragon 3, let's go. <laughs> it's been in the works for a few years, but nobody seems to want to do it. So we'll oh, see. They're, you're, they're fired. They're all fired. Spread yeah, the word, guys. Fired. Let's get Cynthia back with David. Let's go. Let's do it. Uh, now, here's another one. Um, uh, before we get to Daniel here, how was it working with uh, the American Ninja himself? Michael Dudikoff. Michael Dudikoff is also a joy to work with. He was a funny guy. He was a lot of fun, very professional. And on my film, on this film, he loved to swear. He'd never gotten to swear before, so he'd say F, this F. I think somebody cut it. He just said, he said the F word like 30 times in one take. I was like, wow, that's a, that's a record, Michael. So he, he was having a good time. He was, he was very professional and uh, nice. Was, it was a joy to work with. Then we Copy had uh, Arlie Ermey, and uh, yeah. it was it was a very good, it was a good good cast, a good shoot. Yeah, awesome, awesome. So this next one, uh, this was the movie that made me a fan of this actor. Um, I've seen him in the Bloodsport sequels. I've seen him on the not not the greatest Mortal Kombat TV show that was out. <laughs> Did I watch it? Yes, I watched it, but I liked his character because because the martial arts skills were great. It wasn't until I seen your film, True Vengeance. Yeah. Daniel I, Bernhardt is the greatest. I this was the film that 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 made me a Daniel Bernhardt fan. Because he did Good. a lot of he did a lot of movies before this. And yeah. I, 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 I liked him because he, you know, he had the skills, but this was the movie where I was like, man, David is just like I mean, we this movie had everything. Yeah. sword fights we had gun gun battles martial arts like this movie was phenomenal man and you know who the stunt coordinator was on that movie oh who remind me who was it chad stahelski does that ring a bell no way yeah <laughs> chad stahelski who goes on to do john wick oh my goodness and that makes so much sense now yeah, and his and his partner, uh, what's his face, who did uh, Atomic Blonde. Yeah, who, yeah. And and uh, and of course, Daniel had a great part in Atomic Blonde. Daniel is a great character actor, stunt coordinator, fight coordinator, martial artist. Great guy. Wow. Great man. You just blew my mind. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, but yeah Chad that... Chad Sehelsky was my stunt coordinator oh, on that's... True Vengeance. Phenomenal. He showed, he showed up one day with his arm in a sling. I said, "What's that from?" He said, oh, we were working with, um, who's the guy who thinks he's a martial artist, but he's older and fat now? <laughs> Steven Seagal? Yeah, he was working yeah. with Steven Seagal, and Steven had to demonstrate <clears throat> how tough he was by hurting a stuntman. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. That's not good. Not good. <laughs> That's not, not good. good. <laughs> oh, if, if you were asked to work with Steven Seagal in the future, would you? I'll work with anyone, anytime, anyplace. Oh, look at that. That's no regrets. True, true professional. No regrets. True, no, true professional. That's right. Making um, the movie is the most important thing to me. If there's yes. a film to be done, I'll show up early. I'll stay late and get it done. That's right. That's why That's why he's a legend. You got Ty Lord here saying, uh, Lady Dragon is, uh, is an underrated martial arts classic. He is a fan. And he's also a fan of American Tigers with Sam Jones. Yeah, we got some fans showing up here for sure. Wow. That's a little uh, film that was done in 15 days. Oh my goodness! Wow, <laughs> on 35 millimeter back in the day, which is hard to do. Wow, wow. But yeah, if you guys have not seen True Vengeance, uh, those of you that are watching, and hopefully, I would love to see a a, a Blu-ray release uh, one day. Hopefully, we get some kind of Blu-ray release of True Vengeance. I would like to see it. But if you guys have not seen it, it's badass. Definitely check that out. It's it's one of my favorite movies uh, from David. Uh, but you know, you know, David. Sometimes you're having a bad day, right? You just the, the day's not going well. You're just uh -oh. like, oh, no, no, no. This is me talking. This is me talking. You're having a bad day at work. You get home. Like my wife's had a bad day too. We're both ornery, and we're just, uh, 
and we just need some kind of escape. And we just sat down. I'm not, I'm not making this up. We were both having a bad day. My friend came over, tried to cheer us up. And we sat down and watched a movie. And we sat down and watched Shark Attack 3. <laughs> Me- Megalodon. Okay. And David, David, the, the, the bad day that we were having changed. And we were laughing, cheering. We were having so much fun. With Shark Attack Three, like I'll give you, I'll give you an example. When you had awesome, amazing scenes like this show up in the movie, and I'm like, oh my god, David's having a blast making this. Like, look at yeah. <laughs> yeah. my Absolutely. friend. My when that scene happened in the movie, my friend stood up and started clapping, <laughs> a standing oh. ovation, and we just we forgot about our troubles for the day. We just had a blast laughing and having a good time with Shark Attack 3. So I don't know if I'm the only guy that has given you the Shark Attack 3 story, uh, but uh, I just wanted to share that with you. <laughs> Thank you, young man. That's much appreciated. That's not a uh, that's not particularly a popular film, but John Barrymore's line, famous oh. line, in it is very popular. Yes, it, yes. And that was an ad lib from him. Right. That was that was an ad. No, that wasn't an ad lib. I said, "Cut, print, wrap." We started to leave, and he walked up to me and said, "Can we do one more? I want to pull a trick on Jenny." I said, okay. "Oh, sure." Everybody, back to one. Turn the lights back on, and he did that line. I didn't know what he was going to do. I'm behind the camera. As soon as he did it, I fell off of the apple box onto the floor, screaming with laughter, <laughs> screaming with laughter. I left all the way back to the hotel. I played it for myself when I had the had the print of it in on the Moviola. And yeah. I said, I love this line so much, I'm going to put it in the film, and I'm going to leave it there until somebody tells me to take it out. Yes. Guess what? Nobody told me to take it out. So that's there right. it is. Oh, that's, it's, it's brilliant. I'm not going to ruin the line for you guys, No, no, Chad. no. You guys, you gotta, you guys when, have to when find you, it. When you hear the line from John Berriman, you're gonna know what it is, yeah. <laughs> and it's yeah. hilarious. <laughs> it's brilliant. It's brilliant. Oh my goodness! Well, there, there you go. You have a shark attack three story to to share, uh, David, with others. That it we it 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 brightened our day. We 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 forgot about our bad uh, bad day. We That's had. what the movies are for. That's right. That's right. I had that same experience. I was breaking up with someone. Took him to the airport. Went back and walked in and saw Young Frankenstein. Oh, and great. I just screamed with laughter, took away all my problems, walked home and had a great time. Yeah, oh, that's, what, that's, that's what the movies are. are that's mood right. changers. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, uh, Imran here saying, uh, man, this is an awesome interview and discussion. Love it. Fat Samurai guy. Well, thank you, Imran. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we got some. Hey, David, we got some Shark Attack 3 fans right here. Wow. Okay. <laughs> thank Time you. Lord. He's a fan. You got Jake Hall here. He says, love Shark Attack 3. So we got some fans there for sure. Uh, this next one here, um, you had a lot of martial arts badasses in here. You had uh, the film Honor. Oh, yes. Man, Russell Wong, Roddy Piper, Don Fry, uh, Remy Bojanski, yes. like real martial artists. And uh, I remember renting this from the video. I mean, my buddies watched it. We, it was kick-ass, man. We really enjoyed it for sure. Especially yeah, Roddy Piper is just great uh, in the working movie. Working with Roddy, Roddy was my favorite. When I first talked to him on the phone, I said, Roddy, I'm here to do two things, kick ass and chew bubble gum, and I'm all out of bubble gum. Yes. And Roddy laughed and laughed because that was his line from... Uh, they Live. From They Live. And so we were instant friends, and that was that was a great relationship. Uh, right. Yeah, that, was, that film was tough. We did it on high def. But it, we did it in 15 days in uh, oh my in, goodness in Los Angeles. Days. Wow, yeah, that's, that's the problem with filmmaking. You know, it got easier to do with high def, but then they started to the films that I used to make for three million went to two million, then two million went to one million, one million went to seven hundred fifty thousand. Yeah, mm, you know, it's a little a little tougher to fit all of that ten pounds of shit in a five pound bag. <laughs> copy that. Copy that. But uh, yeah, we enjoyed the film, especially the, the Don Fry versus Roddy Piper boxing fight was great. They were just yeah. going at it there, had a lot of fun. The honor was really good. Now this one, I didn't, I did not know about this. And like I said before, I'm a, I'm a big horror fan as well as action and martial arts, and especially a huge slasher uh, fan. What is this, David? 
Hazard Jack. What is this? Uh, well, uh -oh. Uh -oh. Th th this is a long story, a convoluted story, and I'm not going to take your time and, and okay. get into it all. Sure. But uh, basically, uh, a producer came to me while I was a, a film instructor at UCLA and said he had a, somebody who wanted to invest in a film and would I be involved, etc. Uh, and I came up with the script. I came up with the story. I came up with the cast. We did the little film. And I never saw it completed. I'll put it that oh, way. Okay. Uh, so, so I know that somebody came in and completed it and left my name on it. That's fine. I, I don't wish anybody harm. But right. it was a really, it was a really left a bad taste in my mouth, oh. that project. And I'm sorry to say, because it doesn't show on the screen. The cast okay. and the locations, everything were fine. Right. But personally, it was it was a tough film. If anybody wants to find out more about it, they can read Zen okay. and the Art of Independent Filmmaking, a cautionary tale <laughs> by David Worth, updated with pictures. <laughs> All right, copy that. All right. Well, now I know about it. Cool. I'm glad you uh, at least you, at least you gave me the heads up. So that's Absolutely. good. That's good to know. Uh, but now let's talk about a movie where we, we know we're going to have chemistry and all this and some excitement and a lot of fun and some classic moments. Borrowed Time 3. So let's get into that. How did you uh, hook up with Alan and uh, get together to co-direct and direct Borrowed well, Time? Well, Alan, Alan was a young filmmaker who approached me 10, 12 years ago. Me started, he found out my email address and knew I had done blood sport and kickboxer. And he yeah. was the next muscle from Brussels. And he, <laughs> and he sent me little tapes that he was shooting with his friends on location in the alleys of Paris and Brussels. And I was taken by his panache and his style and his physical ability. And uh -huh. I started to mentor him and I was tough on him. I said, that's no good. That's no good. You need a, you need an establishing shot. You can't just go from fight to fight to fight. You need to shoot the building to know we know where we're at, et cetera. He learned everything that I pushed at him and more. And he's gone on to surpass everything that I taught him and more. All right. He's a brilliant young filmmaker. And the he and his uh, filmmaking crew, which is Lewis. Yeah. Lewis. Lewis is just brilliant. Yeah. He carries everything in a backpack. Yeah. A, oh, black wow. magic, a black magic camera, wireless mics, and a drone. And they go all over the world and make movies anywhere with that, with that backpack full of equipment. I am in awe of these young filmmakers. I think they are what's happening on this planet. And I was thrilled to be asked to be a small part of this production. Oh, wow. That's amazing. I can't give them a glowing enough report. Wow! Look at that! Look at that! Yeah, we, did, uh, we did. We uh, did. We did a phenomenal job, and uh, we spent a great time. And um, you know, um, yeah, I was very happy uh, when David said, "Okay, let's do this together." And uh, uh, and yeah, I was uh, of course I, I was scared because he's um, he's done a lot, you know, and uh, he, he did a lot of great, uh, huge film, and uh, so. Uh, but you know. Well, he, he know what what is independent film, so it's not a big deal for him. You know how when it's um, million million of dollars, and now it's it's um, indie film, so it's very different. But it's it's fine because we have a good script, we have a good um, cast, and also good location. And oh, yeah. we did it. We did it well. And uh, David was. Um, we were together. We are scooting some location together. And uh, also, um, we scheduled everything. Everybody was on time, and uh, yeah, that it, it was phenomenal. And we spent a great time. We laugh also. Uh, we cannot spoil some uh, some right, right. scene, but you know, uh, again, again, it's always great to have experience from 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 men like David because you know what he's doing, and uh, and uh, he, you know, I learned lot and I listen his advice and uh, of course I have my own style but he bring me uh, he, he take me because I love the way he is, he's straight direct, you know I, he, he's, he's honest, he said when he said it's bullshit, he said it's bullshit you have to adapt and it's I like it 
because sometimes people are very fake and said, mm. oh, that's good, that's good. No, when he said, no, do it like this, do it in this way. When we watched the cut of Borrow Time and he, he recut the movie and stuff and he said, this is good, this is, you have to adapt, you have to cut, this is too long and stuff. And we did a perfect cut. And I think the, the audience will love it because we have a lot of emotion. And of course, um, we have some action, but uh, we have good location. And, and David Hughes also uh, is on uh, vision, like this practical light, like he said about, um, uh, because I love also Clockwork. <clears throat> of course, I love Stanley Kubrick because he's a genius. He's a genius. Right, right, right. And um, yeah, thanks, David, for uh, giving me also this beautiful gift. You give me a, uh, a lot of books and you, you give also some notes and stuff. And it's good for, for, for young uh, filmmakers like us, you know. Yeah, well, I, I mean, it doesn't get any better, you know, than having David as your mentor. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like learning from him. It's making huge better. for me and uh, for everyone. And um, I'm very lucky also to have Luis, uh, my camera guy's editor. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, Brilliant, man. Great team. He's very, he's very, he's very, he's very well gifted uh, with the skills, you know. Yeah. And um, yeah. yeah, we team up and um, I we have more to come because uh, we. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. When I, when, I, when I saw these guys working and I saw the way they worked, you know, I'm used to people showing up for a film, independent or not, with trucks load of equipment. Lewis has a backpack. <laughs> and wow. they know how to select a location and use the light, use the available and the practical light and get the job done. They hire good actors. They rehearse. They shoot. They put it in the can. They walk away. I went, I was in awe and I felt that I was witnessing the next version of Hollywood and that this wow. is where it's all heading and they were going to lead the way. And I was thrilled to be a small part of it. Thrilled. Oh, that's yeah. Awesome. Because you, you told, you told, yeah, you told us uh, about, because um, now people, uh, you understand that David, because you are, you were always on UCLA teaching and stuff. So, you know, every, you you are always in advance of uh, digital and stuff. You always talk about the new generation of uh, yes, filmmaking. So I remember you were you were not surprised the way we shoot because you said that's now the new generation with that's with right. camera uh, digital camera, and because people think sometimes to make a movie it's all flashy, but no, it, what is needs to be flashy? It's to have a good actors. That's, that's the right. main point. Good actors, mm-hmm. performances. You have to give performances, and that's why that's why it's very important. And uh, you have to make sometimes tough decision because right. when you do casting, it's no. He said, "You don't cast your friend. Cast a real actor." Mm. Sometimes mm. take more time. And I said, "It's all about budget." I know, but you know, when you have a good script, you have a good project, and they know it's a real project, and and. It's not a project like he, just for being on, 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 on in your desk or whatever. It's right. very important to have something real, and we did it with borrowed time, and you know, and um, it was um, epic. But it's 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 always epic when you do a, a, a trilogy, you know, because you have to adapt. But this one, I, it's very funny because some people said, "Oh, it's strange sometimes when you do uh, three movie." The first one is the best. Man, I said, to be honest, the third one is the best. Right in this trilogy, yeah, and I'm sure David helped mold, you know. Yeah, of course. The the third film to be the best. So, in your opinion, Alan, the third movie is the best in the trilogy. Yeah, for my opinion, yes. For my opinion, yes, of course. I'm so I'm proud of the others because if we don't have Borrowed Time one and two, Borrowed right. Time three will not happen. But the story is 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 smooth, so it's not about story. But of course, I improve techniques and everything, you know. And we yeah. different way, of course. But you know, it's no nobody is perfect, you know. But uh, yeah. we the 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 thing is, if you watch um, the the even like you know, the first movie of a huge director, sometimes you said, oh, it was cool, but. You improve. If you not improve, that's not good. You have to improve. Right, right, right. And my next movie will be better, and the next better, and the next better, better. All right. 
Copy that. Oh, David, you were going to say something? Uh, no, I just I said to both Lewis uh, and Alan when I was done working with them, I said, you know, I'm in my 80s. You guys are going to make movies long after I'm gone, and they're going to be absolutely fantastic. And I'm so proud to be a small part of your your bar time three. Thank oh, you, man. David. I appreciate it. And you are the part of history of, of this movie too. And um, it's a dreams come true, uh, like <clears throat> like you know. And when I was young, um, when I see Kickboxer on the theater, you know, my dream was I always dream of of a US. I don't know for some reason, but I. I, I I'm French, but I'm more uh, involved for uh, English um, stuff. I, I don't know why it's like that. I think my style is more like that. But we did something magical. Why? First of all, for Borough Time 1 and 2 and 3, I bring something like that we lost right now on the movie. It's not about too fancy, but we have this emotional music, this Frank Denard character, and also... Um, the, the, the martial art, the homage, what we do, like Bloodsport, the split, the stuff, blah, 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 you know, beautiful location. And um, the, the, the mix between uh, Europe and US on the same times, we have not only one location, we have different locations. Copy that. Copy that. Uh, you have a question here, Alan. Yeah. Chat. Where can we watch the Borrowed Time movies? Uh, you can watch it um, uh, on Amazon, uh, 2B TV. 2B, uh, yeah. Yeah, 2B, Amazon. Or if you want, also, that's going to be um, a classic copy. Uh, you can buy it on Amazon, uh, the DVDs also. There you go. There you go. Copy that. Copy that. Well, uh, let's before we wrap it up for today, let's go ahead and play the trailer one more time to get the buzz going. Yes. Let's check it out. Borrow time three. Let's do it. Denard is my name. I am the victim of a secret experience. I am on borrowed time. I have nothing more to lose. I have to end what I've started. I have to find the guy behind all of this. This is going to end badly. We are discovering new science. Man 2.0. Wagner is a bad guy. I'm sure you understand that. And he wants to use this technology for very bad purposes. He has to be stopped. Everything that's going on in your life is deeply disturbing. But I want you to know that I'm there. 100% for you, Mr. Denard. Too many people dead around me. Bro, you are not alone. You don't have to carry that weight by yourself. Oh, I am, my friend. You think you're smarter than I am? It's me, Odyssey. This is my city here. Maybe it's time you gave back now. Perfect surprise. Surrounding yourself with people you trust is the key, Frank. Don't forget, we have the same goal in mind. I know how you like to fight, and you're going to get in trouble. You're going to go to the place Wagner, all alone. Be careful. The chaos, the confusion. Be with it. Let it be a source of empowerment for you. You're the only family I have. Don't do anything stupid, Frank. Bring me a dream, Denard. Bring me a dream. Great. Bring me a dream, Denard. Hey, ho! Hey, thank you so much. Uh, thank you so much. Yeah, we we have. I, I have a lot of um, of uh, very good memories on 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 this film. All 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 project. I mean, uh, I remember um, when I, I shoot the first borrowed time. Uh, when I rap, remember David, we have a we have a, a dinner in UCLA. 
Remember with Neil Shah and stuff? Yeah, I remember. And uh, yeah, so at, at the first place, like I said, I didn't uh, expect to do two, two, three movies with with this character, but I did it. I did it. But um, uh, it's it was a huge pleasure and uh, and fun to do it. Uh, and uh, of course, uh, David, um, you always give me uh, good advice for improve uh, all things. And what is good is to work with professional uh, actors like Patrick, Eric, Merrick, Christina. And of course, we have a lot of fun, a lot of fun to do it. And here in Europe also, uh, it was epic. I don't want to spoil nothing, but I think you, you, will, you will feel when you will watch everything. It's almost done I, on post-production. So... I see the the cut and stuff uh, with David. We have to, uh, you know, adapt everything, and it was very cool. <clears throat> and uh, of course, um, what what can I said? It's uh, for my next film. Uh, I I have learned a lot, and of course, uh, I have improved a lot. And I think uh, now I am on the good way. Nice. Goes nice. to David and. Uh, and uh, so, uh, like he said, no, it's not. It's it's. We we will have other movie to shoot for sure. Oh, when the I time has come, when we have the opportunities to do it, we'll do it. And uh, any any place anywhere in Europe, in US, in France, whatever. In Italy. Yeah, in okay. Italy, of course, because I will I will join you to uh, to shoot something in Italy, of course. Nice, nice. Awesome! Can't wait to see you guys come with out Luis, again. With Luis, Luis will go to Italy to shoot something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The best. Yeah, yeah. The best. Awesome! I, I'm so thrilled to uh, to know these young filmmakers and to be a small part of what these young filmmakers are doing. Uh, I, I I really appreciate and I uh, their talent and their vision, and uh, it's it's quite a quite an epic feat that they're accomplishing. Copy that. Copy that. Well, yeah. we can't wait to see the and movie when it comes also, out. thank you also, Preston, for oh, uh, inviting yeah. us. Uh, it's it's always fun to do your show, you know. Uh, and I, uh, you are you're very passionate, and I love that. And uh, your 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 show is very positive. That's what I love. Positive. Well, thank you. That it means a lot to me. That really does. Thank you so much. And and speaking of positive, I'm looking at chat over here, and they're like, "Was that Patrick Kilpatrick?" Was that Matthias, Matthias Hughes? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. You got a champ going, oh, man, I got to check out the trilogy. And Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, the chat's enjoying uh, watching the trailer for sure. But I, I really, it means a lot, Alan. It does. Uh, you know, I'm, you know, I'm just me. You know, I love movies. I love film. No, you know, we love, all it's uh, always love an honor movies. To talk and that's to why we are connected, because we love yeah. movies. Yeah. You know, uh, it's very important to share the passion for what we do. Yes. And uh, it's uh, it's a passion, you know. It's um, you know when people uh, start to have a big ego, that's not good, you know. It's no. passion, it's love, it's sharing. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. all about, um, you know. It's like like a message, you know. After, uh, you know, it's like um, Bob, my, my my friend Bob Wall passed away, you know. Yeah, weeks rest ago. in peace. Yeah. yeah. And um, I was sad because he was very nice to me and invite me to his home. Uh, he, uh, I celebrate my birthday, and uh, I met a lot of very, very nice people. And you know, that's why I said, "That's my small Hollywood dreams." You know? Yeah, yeah. And you're and you're living it right now, my friend. Uh, but we're going before we wrap it up today, uh, Alan. Anything to say to your fans and followers? Yeah. So follow Borrow Time, uh, Borrow Time One Two Three. And uh, stay tuned because more to come. I have um, my next project, but I can't spoil nothing. But it's, it's, it's going to be not um, a martial art movie. But uh, I think you will be surprised. Awesome. Hey, it doesn't matter the genre as long as it's good, right? But I think we you will, will love it. I oh, think yeah. You will love. It's oh, a yeah. thriller. Oh, yeah. It's a thriller. Oh, I like thrillers. Yeah, let's go. I'm down yeah. for a thriller. And uh, the man himself, David, anything to say to your fans and followers? Yes, if you're a young filmmaker, you want to be a young filmmaker, all you have to do nowadays is take out your cell phone. That's Just it. Just take out your cell phone and make a movie. 
You don't need trucks. You don't need a lot of people standing around drinking coffee. You just need your cell phone, someone to work with you who can do sound. You need someone who can, you need to cast good actors and you need to get out and do it. Get into the streets and do it. You'll make mistakes. You'll mess it up and you'll play it back and you'll learn from your mistakes and you'll do better next time. That's how you make movies. And now with high def, it's right on your cell phone. All you need is this and the will to do it. And you're a filmmaker. <laughs> hit it oh. out of the park. Hit it out of the park, guys. Come early, stay late, and hit it out of the park. Love it, love it. Very very well said, very well said. From the legend, that's right. Learn from the legend. That's right. Everybody watching right now. Well, speaking speaking of the legend, I got to let the legends go. Both of these legends have to go because I know they're both extremely busy. Uh, David, again, thank you so much, sir. Don't go anywhere yet, Alan. Don't go anywhere yet. And thank all of you guys for watching. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. Share the video. Get the buzz going for Borrow Time 3. That's right. Keep on the lookout for future projects with David and Alan as well. And we'll see you guys on the next one. Take care. Thank you. Thank you.